This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking this out. Donald Trump went to Mexico, the man who won the Republican nomination by saying he was going to build a wall and get Mexico to pay for it, was actually welcomed into Mexico, into the capital. He then flew back to Arizona and gave a mostly scripted speech on immigration policies. In those two events, Mr. Trump appeared... One, presidential. Two, diplomatic. And three, not racist in any way. Let's start with appearing to be presidential. The current president of Mexico, Enrique Peña Nieto, invited both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to come visit Mexico. This was a smart move for the head of state of a country that is highly dependent upon the United States for its own safety, security, and prosperity. He issued the invitation to both candidates of the two major parties. He did not, by the way, invite either Gary Johnson or Jill Stein, the Libertarian and Green Party candidates. Now, while an invitation was extended to both Trump and Clinton, it was Trump who responded. Peña Nieto said at their joint press conference that Trump responded very quickly and that he still hoped Clinton would agree to come in the future. That means that in the time it took Trump to not only agree to the visit, but to make it happen, Clinton hasn't been able to decide on whether or not she'll go at all. Trump was able to make a quick decision and then execute that decision. Clinton was not. This is the second time that Trump has had the agility to act in a presidential manner quickly. The first was when he visited South Louisiana to tour the flood damage and to donate to the relief efforts. He made the visit before the president could finish 18 holes. Clinton said she didn't want to go down and get in the way of the relief efforts. Well, the water has gone down. Even President Obama was eventually able to visit. Clinton still hasn't gone. While Trump is doing things you would expect a president to do, deal with foreign heads of state, help out domestic victims of a tragedy. All Clinton has done is to go to one fundraiser after another. Why should we expect her to behave any differently in office than she has on the campaign trail? Trump is getting things done quickly and efficiently. Hillary is begging for money from the rich and powerful. I think that's how they'll behave in office. Secondly, Trump was diplomatic. In his joint press conference with President Peña Nieto, Trump emphasized the points both he and Peña Nieto agreed upon. Both countries are struggling with the humanitarian costs of illegal immigration. Both countries have a national interest in fighting drug and weapons smuggling. Both nations have a right to enforce their immigration laws and to defend their national borders however they see fit. Both countries are interested in the other's economic prosperity. That's good. That's the type of thing you expect a good diplomat to say. But Trump was also firm. He didn't back down from his view that his obligation as president would be to ensure an America-first mindset. He told Payne and Nieto he wants to build the wall. Now, Trump didn't get into who would pay for it, and I'm okay with that since bargaining over who's going to pay for the wall is premature. 
Trump isn't currently president. Remember? So I picked that fight right now. Trump said he wants to renegotiate NAFTA. That's pretty gutsy. That's also been lacking in our dealings with foreign nations. Have we staked out tough positions and held firm to them? Have we been that gutsy in our negotiations? Do you think that's how we negotiated with the Iranians on the nuke deal? Were we firm with them? If so, why did we end up with a deal that's likely to allow Iran to get a nuke and has emboldened them to harass our Navy on the open seas? How firm could we have possibly been? Now, in response, Hillary chided the Don, saying that you couldn't make up for insulting our neighbors by simply dropping in for a visit for a few hours. She said, quote, Getting countries working together was my job every day as Secretary of State. It's more than a photo op. It takes consistency and reliability. It's more than a photo op. So, um, not to bring up a bad memory or anything, but just what the hell was that misspelled reset button with the Russians if it wasn't a photo op? How did pushing a big red button that wasn't attached to anything and didn't do anything demonstrate consistency and reliability other than you were consistently saying one thing and doing something else? How is that not a photo op? Okay. Finally, Trump left Mexico and legally crossed into Arizona for a large rally. In it, he laid out his immigration policies, which included building a wall and making Mexico pay for it. It also included a proposal to actually enforce the laws we currently have in this country and to deport people who came here illegally, starting with those who are committing other crimes after first committing the crime of illegally entering our nation. For that, he was called racist by Democrats and Twitter fans and some political pundits who think they are still journalists. As a former journalist and current political pundit, I recognize there is a difference. They should too. It's dishonorable that they don't, and they should all listen to my last podcast, I'm Bringing Honor Back. If you missed it, you should check it out as well. There are lessons in there that can apply to your life and to your profession today. Okay, back to Trump. I listened to both of his speeches, the one in Mexico and the one in Arizona. I read the transcripts of both to make sure I didn't miss anything. There wasn't anything racist that was said by Donald Trump at either event. Indeed, he actually only mentioned race in one comment. Here it is. And to establish new immigration controls, to boost wages, and to ensure that open jobs are offered to American workers first, and that, in particular, African-American and Latino workers who are being shut out in this process so unfairly. So his one mention of race in either speech was in support of the rights for African-Americans and Latino-Americans who are here legally as part of our great melting pot to be able to have a job and to not give that opportunity away to people from a wide variety of nations. How in the world is that racist? There are people who are upset that Trump has said in the past 
some illegal aliens are rapists and murderers. I have news for you. They are. I actually covered one case of a Mexican national who came to this nation illegally and proceeded to rape and murder 17 different people from Texas to Illinois to Florida. I went to the house of one of his victims. I saw the crime scene photos. They were disgusting. The woman he murdered had never met the man before. He had been riding on railroad cars, hopped off of the train in Hughes Springs, Texas, went into the first house he saw, and he murdered the first person he saw. Because he could. There was no motive. He did it just because he could. He was an illegal alien Mexican national murderer and rapist. This one man proves Donald Trump's statement to be factual, not racist. There are thousands of other examples. Trump never said all Mexicans or all illegal immigrants were rapists and murderers. Some of Trump's detractors are offended by his statement because they are adding in a word he never said. He said there were rapists and murderers who were illegal immigrants. That's not racist, that's reality. If you are offended by reality, then who are you really offended by? The person who tells you the truth or the people who are committing the offensive act? It's not a racist act to say something that is true. It is a self-destructive act to be offended by hearing the truth. The truth is this was a big win for Trump. While Hillary Clinton is out fundraising and avoiding the press, Trump is acting like a president. Her bloated campaign is quick to respond on Twitter, but slow to actually do anything. Trump is not only the biggest Twitter star on the planet, he's also running a lean campaign that is quick to react to current events and political opportunities. If the way these two people are acting on the campaign trail is a sign of how they'll act in office, then Trump is doing a better job of showing his leadership skills than Hillary is. That's probably one reason why her post-convention bounce in the polls has disappeared. If she keeps letting Trump outmaneuver her and set the political agenda, she will lose the election this fall. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. I can see old glory flying over me. In the first light of